Let's talk about suicide, okay? Because that's the thing that gets me fired up in schools is everybody's talking about active shooters. Let's talk about suicide, okay? Suicides of the children? Suicide of anybody. Anybody, okay. Okay, let me ask you, you said earlier two times you had a, held a pistol to your mouth. Was there anybody in your life that knew that something wasn't wrong? If you go back and ask them now, at those points in your life, would they say that your behavior was either erratic uh, or maybe you had become depressive or reclusive? Um, all of those indications that some you maybe were not who you usually were. Would you say, is that fair to say? No, that's fair to say, and I don't know if I exhibited any traits visually. Um, Verbal or non-verbal? Yeah, I don't think that I ever, it wasn't until after, let me let me go back, I, I, I will correct that. The ME job was starting to wear on me okay. um, a year before I was retiring. Okay. Um, you know, I have, that was about the time my, my father died. Yeah. You were the ME on that. So yeah, we'll in get fact, into that I actually kept the job a year after yeah. I retired. Yeah. I take Ambien to go to yeah. sleep. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I think it's before. one of the best things that <laughs> they the, could have made yeah. because it shuts this down. Yeah. I I, I can't, I, I used to see faces mm -hmm. or crime scenes, you know, and then I would try to block it out. I would pray about it. Yeah, I would do everything I could, and then of course I got on Ambien, and I'd lay there, try to go to sleep. You know, the next thing I know, I'm done, and and I wake up the next morning. We were trained to put that in another compartment. Yeah, you know, you probably too. Yeah, but and that's things, not right. Yeah, but then when things slow down and they become quiet, let's debrief or get talk about it. Not very much of that happens. No. Now, there'll be a debrief. Sometimes we did debriefs after a search warrant, you know, like, okay, what did we do wrong? Especially when we were starting out um, with the unit. Um, you know, you learn from your mistakes. Yeah. So let's debrief and see what we did wrong, what we did right. But in terms of, now I would ask certain people, because I only had five people under me. How, you know, how, how are you? You know, how you, how you doing? Yeah. Everything good? Yeah, but th those of us in these positions, even like myself, we never, we, from the outside, everybody thinks we have it together. Yeah. Right? Because we're checking on those. Because we display that. We display it. We're checking on them, but nobody's checking on us. Uh-uh. No. Right? Nobody's checking on us. We all do a very good job of checking on someone else. Mm -hmm. That's true. Right? That's true. But those of us who need it most, like yourself, with 43 years of trauma, people see us, our hard exterior, and they think that we got it under control. And that, that could not be further from the truth. That's, that's I mean, very true. I, I, in 2019 was my spiral. You know, all of the things, all of the trauma from my past, even back to childhood, it started coming back to me. And it was always, you know, and then the Secret Service, the National Threat Assessment Center will tell you there's always a triggering event. Mm -hmm. For you, it was your, your, your uh, retirement and the loss of feeling like you belong somewhere. Yes. For me, it was that no longer feeling like I'm serving in a greater capacity. 
feeling like I was being attacked for who I was, uh, the death of my father, um, and that's what was my spiral decline. Um, and what was hard for me was that here I am traveling around the United States teaching and, and preaching about the necessity of understanding human behavior and behavioral threat assessment and that being the foundational piece to preventing violence yet I'm experiencing and I'm I'm self-diagnosed I'm not a doctor by any means but I'm not an idiot I've been in this game a long time I know I know this I started self-diagnosing myself going I'm starting to see the same behaviors in myself that I'm teaching other people that they need to be looking for in others so that they can prevent them from you know harming themselves by committing suicide or harming someone else and you know let's let's talk about Brent Cooley for a minute you know Brent was involved in the Santa Fe shooting you were the medical examiner on that case and I want to get into that here in just a little bit but this is where I say that and listen I'm not I don't want to point fingers at the Galveston County Sheriff's Department. No, I understand. Because this is, this is, this is systemic, right? This is systemic throughout the United States. Yes. Brent goes and responds to an active shooting at Santa Fe High School where 10 people are deceased. He negotiates with and talks down the shooter. He's then in the same room with, you know, 10 deceased children, some very gruesome yeah. murders that you as a medical examiner know well aware or you're well aware of this this at that time was the worst day of his career do you know where he went after that where he went to work mm. on the beach yeah sounds about right he went to work on the beach he just got engaged in an active shooting he negotiated with a person who just committed 10 murders took that person into custody and then he goes to work. No one thought, hey, we should probably pull that guy out for a little while. The supervision or, or administration, what's the word I want to use? Failed. Um, failed. That's that's. I mean, let's that's just it. say what it is. Yeah, they failed. You know, and this is, and you know, I. We had to do that people. on our own. Let me I, yeah. let me comment on that. That's. I'm glad you brought that up because, look, old school. Got to be tough, you know, yeah. hide everything. But I had a couple of guys that worked under me that I have a lot of respect for. And one of them was going to this debrief. They were bringing in this uh, group <clears throat> from Georgia. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, give me the number of the per your contact I, I would like to attend. Now, yeah, I'm, 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 Submitting myself to this because I'm realizing now this is, I'm lost. You know, this is a couple of days after I retired. Mm -hmm. I'm lost. They should, after any incident, they should at least offer. You know how some of the cops are, though. Oh, yeah. I'm fine. I'm but good. not fine until eight months later. Well, I don't think that we need to make that determination. Yes. I think there should be a policy in place with you every must. agency that you must. Yeah. It's it, not it that you're going to miss work and you're not yeah. going to lose pay. It can't be an option. No, you're right. It, it has to be a must. 
And, you know, if, if any legislators are out there listening, I know that we have a very good uh, um, senator here that we work with and we talk to, Senator Mays Middleton, uh, Senator Brandon Creighton. There's so many other senators that I work with. If you're listening, these are the things that we, we want to talk about from, from the lens and from the view of a police officer. These are some of the changes that we have to make. You want to write effective law? Let's start with this one. Okay, this, this can't be an option. It's a must. If you're involved in a critical incident, um, let's name it, whatever, you know, murder, suicide, you know, some type of traumatic event. Suicide by cop. Suicide by cop. Some, you must seek X amount of mental health therapy. Yeah. You could sit there and not listen to a single thing that's said. You cannot participate if you don't want to participate but you will go as a condition, right? Yeah, and, and, and I think that comment you made about, you know, you, don't, you might not have to pay attention. I think you uh, would agree that anybody that went to one, two, or three sessions of counseling, and they might have that attitude of, I'm fine, you know, something's going to hit yes. about something that is said yep. that's going to key something. Yep. And maybe they will finally break down and give or talk about yeah. what they need to. We need to talk about it. People, we, I need, what has helped me is my relationship with Jesus Christ Yeah. and the fact that now I can talk to somebody and none of them are in law enforcement, yeah. but just to talk. Right. You know, now it's like my wife. No, Mike, I have no idea what it's like to shoot somebody. I really yeah. don't. You know, um, I feel for you, this, that, and the other. But at least I'm, and these things are surfacing now, since I've been retired, more and more and more, and I've I've wondered how can I go to heaven? How can I go to heaven for some of the things that I did? Um, and it wasn't a violation of the law, right? It's just you know for God and country, right? I think a lot and of you people beat yourself. With I beat beat myself up, well, and I I think that that's that's. You know, because you know, and I, we both, we went to the same church for a while. We participated in, um, or those skits, um, the the drama team, like drama team, right? And and we would talk about these particular types of things. Um, and I think that there's this this apprehension amongst men like us. Yes, there's a there's a the perception is that we're weak. And I tell people this all the time is that acknowledging that something is not right and that you can't handle what's bothering you by yourself, that's the first step is the acknowledgement, right? The recognition that you have a problem. That's right, is recognizing that you have a problem and then also understanding that you have options, mm -hmm. right? There's a lot of people that I don't want to talk to. Um, like you're, you're right. When I first went to see my therapist, I sat there and, uh, I went at the recommendation of my doctor because, you know, like he said, That's he's a crying like, shame. yeah. Oh, I mean, he the told federal me. government doesn't even do that. Mm -mm, no. Mm -mm. And, and, and well, where's not, my tax dollars going? Well, shit, I don't know. Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But it was. 
and like I said, my issue wasn't any one particular incident. Right, accumulation. Uh, not necessarily job related. It was just accumulation of life, um, stress, always feeling, you know, anxious. Um, you know, the death of my father. It, it was a lot of stuff, and my doctor, you know, he was concerned that if I popped off, you know, it was going to be a problem. Right. Mm -hmm. And I knew that it would be a problem. Um, and it was him who told me, this is my doctor. He told me himself, listen, it's, it's okay. Like it is okay. It doesn't make you any less of a, of man. a man. It makes you a stronger man to acknowledge that you can't do it all by yourself. That's right. And that, he told me flat out, I had to go, me, your doctor, I had to go myself and speak to someone. And I took a deep breath. It was like, whew, okay, well, if this guy's saying that he can go and he treats people like me every day, well, why can't I go? Yeah. Because what I was doing was self-destructive. And I knew that if I didn't get intervention, that I was going to self-destruct and everything that I had worked for, all the credibility that I thought I might've had, and maybe I have, I don't know, um, would be gone. And for what? Because I wasn't willing and had enough courage to lean on my faith and just put something in the hands of something far greater than I or you or anybody and that was, that was God, mm -hmm. you know? And I just surrendered and said, okay, uh, I don't know everything. I need help, and I went. And it was the best thing that I ever did. And man. I'm glad you did. Yeah. You know, you, you and talking about this for just a minute, my dad, World War II vet, Korean, he was a lifer in the Army. Um, my sisters and I were talking, mm -hmm. buddy, about a year ago, just casual conversation, and one of the sisters asked, do you remember Dad getting on the floor and playing with us or telling us he loved us? And both my other sister and I said, no. Well, my dad suffered, which was not a label at the time, but he PTSD. suffered from PTSD from the war, yeah. you know? Um and those are the things that he did not do. My dad was a great man. I love him. He's in heaven, and and I know they're they're good. But he was affected. You know, I'd sit there as a kid. You know, and my dad would love being in the military. But it's it's like, uh, Dad, you know, uh, did you ever kill anybody in war? Yeah. You know, and stuff like that. He would say, uh, unfortunately, yes. Well, how many? I don't know. Maybe one. He yeah. was just going to try to shut me up. Right. I think the point I'm trying to make is this has been around for years. My dad eventually at the end of his life got back into his uh, Catholicism. He was, a, he was right. Irish Catholic. And my dad was a totally different person when he finally released. Surrendered. That's it. And I'm telling you, he was a different man. And then unfortunately, you know, within three years after that, he passed. But, you know, I wanted to tell you this. I don't, I really don't talk about it a lot, but you talk about trauma. Take a deep breath and decompress. Where is the compassion 
in law enforcement. Where is it? I don't think it exists at that level. I don't think it exists either. In fact, you know, I've told several people that have worked under me or I've worked with them and they get promoted or whatever. And I always tell them, don't ever forget where you come from. Yeah. Don't forget that you used to be one of us, you know, when you get up there. And you're right. I think admin after a period of time, some, some, the majority yeah. would not come in question or check and see how you're doing or anything like that. Um, I think after, it, you're right, after every incident, it should be policy, whether it's the agency, well, it has to be the agency, but it, there's got to be something to where after any critical incident, the people that were involved need to be debriefed, yeah. and they need to get to counseling. The, the, the departments, it, it, I mean, Galveston County has a lot of money. They've got all these chemical plants. And cruise terminals. Yes, and, so listen, they've got plenty of money. It's not like we're flush, or, or not like we're, we're low on cash. No. We're, we're, we have cash. Right. There are resources. The problem is, is that we have a county that is stuck in the 1980s. That's the truth. I'll tell whoever that to their face. Y'all know it as well as I do. We have a county whose policies are stuck in the 1980s. We need to evolve there. There is no reason why Galveston County Sheriff's Department or law enforcement in Galveston County should not look like a metropolitan city with the best equipment, the best resources, the best manpower, the best pay, and benefits, okay? Um, but there's just a, a, a small piece of the, of the community that wants to keep it the way that it always has been. We can't do that. We don't live in the 1980s anymore. We don't live in the 1990s. Hell, we don't even live in the early 2000s. We have to evolve with it. I would like to see Galveston County, for as much emphasis as they put on MHMR, having a a, a, a division within MHMR that treats their own. Or at least on con the county on contract has a therapist or whatever. For these particular for these deals. Yes. Yeah, because let's go back to Cooley's deal. Otherwise, otherwise, I can tell you what happened when the when this commanding officer told me you you will go to seek account. This is after the shooting. Yeah. Well, you get two visits free. After that, you have to pay for it through your insurance. Right. Why do I have to pay for it? Yeah. I mean, this seriously. This is work-related. Yeah, this is work-related. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to be chicken shit here, but I work for you. Yeah, this is not your responsibility, right? And, and that's what people miss. You know, listen, I don't have all the answers. No. I don't. I don't have all the answers. I just, I lead with my heart, and my heart sometimes gets me in trouble because sometimes what's in my heart comes out of my mouth, right? <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people don't like it. But at the end of the day, my dad taught me a long time ago when I was a kid, he worked at Houston Lighting and Power. He was the lead consultant for a very long time. And there was a bunch of ladies. I can remember them like it was yesterday. Janie and some of the other ladies there. <clears throat> and I'll never forget my dad always telling me, and, and, and I'm just assuming, but... He used to always tell me, listen, at some point when you get to a position of where you, you're, you know, maybe senior in the, in the company or have your own company, or it's important how you treat people. 
it's important how you treat people. If you treat people right, they're going to treat you right. And, and do a better job. And do a better job. And Because here's the thing. I can't do everything on my own. Uh, I You need other individuals to help prop you up. And then you help prop them up. And we help each other. Mm-hmm. Whether it be in our work, whether it be in our personal lives, whether it be at our church, uh, whether it be whatever we do, we need each other. right? You can't do everything by yourself. And it 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 absolutely drives me insane to see that we are approaching the year 2024 and we still have not realized that within our own community that the people that protect the community we're not taking care of them we're not taking care of them i mean for christ's sake we just heard you said you responded to a, a vehicle accident where your mother was killed you processed the scene and there was never any type of mental health intervention. And, and uh, well, I would, so I would have been working in the capacity of the medical examiner's office. Now, getting to what we're talking about. Right. Those doctors or the techs, they see pretty much what I see. Yeah with the exception of the damn, let's say a car, right. or let's say a suicide, or let's say a homicide, they're only seeing the body. They're not seeing the spatter yeah. everywhere, or they're not seeing they're the not limbs. They're seeing of, the trauma that caused that. Right. They're, they're not, not seeing, seeing the scene. And, and I'll give you a good example. Our, the, uh, the medical examiner now um, in Galveston County, she was on scene with us at... Um, the Santa Fe school shooting. I was going to lead right into that. So go ahead. Yeah. And she went to that debrief class like I did afterwards. There is no doubt in my mind. All right, look, I'm a cop. I'm trained to read people's demeanor and this, that, and the other. I could tell that it affected her. Every one of those people, including the teachers, There, when we got there to do what we had to do, every one of them had their eyes wide open in shock like this, like, and that's how they were hit, you know, with their eyes like every one of them. I'll never forget that. So when I'm leaning over to get pictures of the face and all this other kind of crap, I'm looking into the dead eyes of a person. It never hit me until later. You know, I've got a task to do. I've got a job to do. Put your shit aside and do your job. That's all great and good. It's what's after is what we need yeah. to talk about. We need to get help for the military, for first responders, for anybody. I mean, somebody that works for a company could be driving down the road and see a terrible accident mm-hmm. and they're just totally affected. Mm-hmm. My daughter saw one in front of her house. This is before I retired or in the front of the neighborhood where this young man was on a motorcycle and this drunk come out of Taco Bell right there across from the dog track and, you know, hit the motorcycle. And she said, Dad, Dad, I was sitting right there in the drive-thru. I saw it. Please come here. Well, I was at her house at the time. So I drove out there. Every bone in this man's body was broken, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, every bit of it. And my daughter saw that. Is that traumatic to her? Because she came out with me when there were several people trying to help this guy. And my daughter was there too. And I'm thinking, 
uh, this has got to affect her too. Of course. The rape definitely has. Yeah. And she never got the counseling that she should have. Not on the state's fault. I think right. more so on my daughter. Right. But, yeah, something has to be done about mental health. Yeah. It's, I, I, I thank God that I did not pull the trigger yeah. on myself. Mm-hmm. I, well, I am. I'm glad you didn't either. I've got a good life right now, buddy. Yeah. Um, I, I met a wonderful Christian woman, and I wasn't getting married again. I was not even, I was done with women. I met this woman and she has completely, I always had the foundation of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. I always did. But since I've been retired, yeah, it's...